we are excited to rock and roll. Everything is up and running. That's a great way to start your day, right? Up, running, and it kind of went smoothly, right? Good morning, everyone. This is Monday Mindset. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live from a gorgeous, bright blue sky, Vero Beach, along with two... Sisters, hey, good morning, everyone. This is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. And I might add a uh, very sweaty... No, I didn't have a chance to take a shower yet. Jan Jan. So that's the way it is. We show up authentically us. My um, face is still rosy red cheeks. You know, Mindset Monday, and I always love talking about mindset because I really have been diving into that lately. You know, it's so easy to say, well, you have to have a great mindset. Well, duh, of course we know that, but are you actually minding how your mindset works? love that and thank you and what really does that mean for me well for me i may have mentioned this like i feel like a sponge right now i don't know how to explain it other than i went through uh, i'm you may see that things look a little empty i'm kind of in the uh realms of restructuring everything where i work cohesiveness so i can easily get to things but one of the things that i noticed with my books and I am a book hoarder, I admit it. I can't even begin to tell you how many mindset books that I have, just neatly stacked. And when I talked about my uh, reading list and how I wanted to dive into that, <coughs> I don't have to go to the library, I have it all right here. But so my question or my thought process with that is, do you have um, our listeners and viewers, do you have a stack of books? Are you a book hoarder? Look through your books. Do you have any? I'm just curious as to what everybody type of books everybody's hoarding. That is true. And it's one of those things that if you are not diligent enough to kind of rearrange your stack and say, oof, I haven't read that. Or frequently, I love to reread a book um, because kind of like, you know, when you watch a movie, and, you, and it's a really good movie. And then you watch it the second time and the third time. And you realize, oh my God, I, I, how did I miss that piece? Or, oh, now that makes sense. Frequently, a really good book will do the exact same thing. You will maybe catch a phrase that maybe did not impact you the first time, but really resonates with you the second time. So I really encourage people. A lot of times I know for myself, and I used to be in this habit, read a book, get rid of it, read a book, get rid of it. Now those that are really, you know, that really kind of sparked something in me, I really keep because I never know when I may need to reread it again. And it's almost like I'm rereading it with fresh eyes, fresh heart and fresh mind because we are never stagnant in the emotion or the mindset that we're in. We are never stagnant. What does that mean? This Monday may start off exactly the same way as last Monday, but maybe your mindset's a little bit differently. Maybe you couldn't really focus on the things that you had to, and we're not doing your due diligence to get you in that right mindset. You said you were, but you didn't actually do it. You didn't follow through with it. So I love the fact that with the reading a book, especially one that you just resonate with, or even if it's a story, Maybe it's not a mindset book, it's just a story that maybe teaches a lesson or enlightens you on maybe a point of view you weren't really aware of that now, geez, I kind of get that and I want to learn more about it. 
So I love the fact that you may have those stacks and you may be hoarding those books, go back to them. You would be surprised maybe you're going to get a different reaction this time. It's going to impact you differently. So that's kind of how I, I reshuffle them because if I'm going to dust them and reshuffle them, I might as well reread them. Right. And I can't tell you how many books that I've had, because every time I buy a book, I always buy um, a bookmark just out of habit. And some of the books that I went through, I'm like, I'm just, I took out all the bookmarks and I'm like, I'm going to reread everything. I haven't, you know, obviously finished this book. And it was like decision-making yesterday. Okay. Who are my two, like, I have a lot of favorite authors. Right. Who are my two absolute favorite? James Patterson and Catherine Coulter. So in my little um, galley style um, closet on <laughs> one of the cabinets, I have just my Jane Patterson books and my Catherine Coulter books. I have my mindset books over on the other side of the house because that's where I read in the morning. So I was just like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, change this around, this feels better. And I, I have to say too, um, I'm very uh, surprised at how many effing diet books I had. Like, what the hell? I was like, what the heck was I thinking? What was I thinking, right? So, like, all I think that, a, lot, I, a lot of people do that. They, they, you know, you're watching TV, whatever you, you know, this, or social media, right? This, you know, video comes on of this book and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, yeah, here's a new way of eating clean. Oh yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to buy it. I agree with you. Uh, I used to buy quite a few of those and now all I have are basic cookbooks because, you know, over time, and you know, we've often talk about that, that we as two sisters do not believe in quote dieting. Dieting is really just eating normally in proportion size in a balanced way. No one needs to diet. Uh, when I think of a diet now versus what, what I did 10 years ago, I'm kind of shocked because I and you, along with many other people out there, always assume that you needed that diet to force you to change your lifestyle, to force you to lose that weight for whatever event it was or whatever season it was, right? Makes no It makes no sense to me now. My mindset is so clear and differently now on that. Food should be an enjoyable process of, of living. And when you do it in such a way that you are kind of establishing and being accountable to yourself, okay, yesterday we had a little barbecue. Don't normally eat kibasi, but I had a little piece of kibasi. Someone brought mac and cheese, someone brought mashed potatoes. I went for the double size salad and still had a little of the other two things, but I also knew that Dessert was strawberry shortcake. So I was mindful of everything from a size perspective to kind of balance what I was eating. Today, I'm going to go much lighter, uh, really go a little bit longer on my fasting. So I'm counteracting what I did yesterday and also implementing a longer stretch today to kind of help balance that. That is how people stay on track. So I kind of like tossed out all those diet books because I just, my mindset's so different on it. Yeah, and you know the the diet exp the diet aspect of dieting, and especially for women, I know this does happen with men, obviously, but more so for women, we tend to punish ourselves. 
well, uh, you know, I had a little piece of cake. Well, screw it. I'm just going to, I just might, might as well, I, I blew it already and I'll eat the bag of chips and have some more cake. And then you wake up the next morning. Of course you feel like crap. So the big question that I had to ask myself when I started my journey, Shuddy, is <laughs> why, why am I punishing myself? Why am I doing damage to my body when I specifically know that doing these types of things does not help me? I want to feel good. Now, as we both know, both of our parents had adult onset diabetes and heart problems. That doesn't mean because we're physically fit and that we eat clean that we're not going to get it, but I sure as hell am going to fight it tooth and nail. So don't not at all. And I think you're a little bit frozen or unfrozen. I'm not sure which is, Okay. but we will kind of figure that out. And let's see. Now you're frozen. She comes back. There you go. Okay. I think we had a little glitch there for a second. And you were frozen too, as I was frozen, I guess for you. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So it was just one of those little glitchy things that happens. But I agree with you when we're talking about, you know, you have, that's one piece to your health and wellness that you have to look at the generation before. It is paramount to know. Uh, I know that some people that were adoptive, you know, that's one of the first things they want to know besides, you know, maybe meeting the parents that gave them up, but they want to know their health history because it is paramount to kind of really know where you come from. So you're taking the necessary steps to be mindful of, okay, this runs in my family. I need to be mindful of that. You know, we don't, we don't just get healthy from just eating clean. Um, it's also making sure that we're getting proper rest. Rest is probably so underrated. And when I say proper rest, that doesn't mean doing it Johnny Ream style with taking a snooze late in the afternoon that ends up being an hour and a half nap and then he can't sleep at night. And then he's in this vicious cycle, which we are continually fighting the, the sleep gods with him. And part of it is he, he takes that late afternoon nap. Now there's nothing wrong. Let me be, be really clear on that. There's nothing wrong with taking that late afternoon nap. Just don't make it an hour and a half long. Make it like 20 minutes. You know, what, what, what the old fashioned word, cat nap. Take a little cat nap. And it, that really just refreshes your body. But it's paramount because it's not just paramount because of your mindset and feeling good and waking up refreshed. It's when our bodies naturally heal itself. So if your body are not natural, it's not naturally healing itself, that is where you're going to start noticing, oh, the aches and the pains. Why am I waking up so stiff and tired? What is wrong? Like, oh, you know, I feel like this pretzel. It's because you're not getting a good night's sleep. The other piece to a good night's sleep is a proper pillow. People have an issue with, I don't know what it is. People, they'll spend money on the craziest things, an outfit, oh, uh, vacation, which of course we all deserve a vacation. You know, just, I don't know, some sort of wacky thing. And they don't put the money into their pillow or their mattress. Those are paramount things to a good night's sleep. And I know for me specifically, how do you sleep at night? I sleep in the, most of the time in the fetal position if Jerry Seinfeld, my cat, allows me to because he's always snuggling with me, who adds another 30 pounds onto me as well as heat factor, which I don't like. But I'm very mindful of making sure that I have a pillow. If you have someone that if you're suffering from hip issues, they've got achy hips, they creak, they hurt, sleep with a pillow in between your leg to elevate and open up the hip area with a pillow between your leg, that really helps. And a good firm pillow, right? You want it to be, you want to kind of mold into it, but at the same time, you want to make sure that it is keeping your hips open 
So it's separating your, your legs. So a, a nice good pillow between your legs if you have those issues. If you have neck issues, there's so many really, really good pillows out there. Um, they actually came out with a new pillow and I wanna say it might be my pillow, but I'm not 100% sure. It's a uh, kind of like a microfiber uh, foam fill type pillow but it, it's not, it doesn't look like a normal pillow. It like concaves in the center and then it comes up a little bit. So it allows for that side sleeper, the person that likes to sleep on their stomach and also the person that likes to sleep like in this other kind of strange position, but it helps keep the neck and the shoulders in such a way that you're not waking up stiff. So there's so many good tools out there. Oh, there absolutely is. And, you know, speaking of, of sleeping, I used to be a side sleeper, but now... I'm definitely a back sleeper because of my hips. So when I get into bed at night, I have to, um, you know, bring my leg up and then uh, the left side where I had the, uh, the operation a couple of years ago and then like stretch it that way because it like immediately everything starts to like. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm like sometimes stiff as a board, my joints are but that helps open the hips up and gets me moving, you know, to support my body, especially when I do wake up because I'm like, and that's why I do my power walking first thing in the morning, you know, cause I'm out there, you know, getting everything going, getting it lubed up. And then I do my, you know, stretches and that as I'm walking and, oh my gosh, it just feels so good. So that good sleep, followed by, you know, whatever you do for movement, supplying your body with good nutrition. We're not saying, you know, <laughs> don't have that piece of cake. Don't have that piece of cake. Oh, sorry. I just had to do that. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> for those listeners that cannot actually visualize and or see what my sister is doing, she is going close up to the camera and she's whispering. And I will leave it at that. Yeah, we'll just, you know, leave it to your imagination. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but that's it was kind funny. Of funny um, but the other thing, too, is sometimes you have to reframe and restructure. What the heck does that mean? Like, that's, is that voodoo or like, what the hell is it? It means asking yourself those hard questions. So when you get to that point where enough is enough, don't just say, I'm going to go out at, on, uh, I'm going to go on a diet. How are you going to change your habits? All right, what habits do I have? And you have to be like a thousand percent honest with yourself. <laughs> For me, obviously I talk about potato chips a lot and I haven't had potato chips probably in about five months. I just, I don't eat them because there, there are chips in the cabinet by the way and I, and I know exactly where they are. But <laughs> here's the thing. I'm not just gonna have one chip. I know myself well enough. I'm gonna have, I'll probably have the bag at least. Do I wanna do that? No, so why would I put myself in that position? So no chips, okay, we get through that. Water, you know, the rule of thumb is, you know, half your body weight in ounces. So if you're 150 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 75 ounces. And if you're only drinking like, eight ounces a day, start out with, okay, I'm gonna have 16 ounces, like slowly make the increase so that you're establishing, the, I call them groundbreaking habits. You build upon it each day. Think about after 30 days or whatever, even after a week, 
how much water you've increased. You're going to be like, wow, I did that for myself. Doing something for yourself, but strategically looking at, at it in a way where it complements your lifestyle. You're honest with yourself, but you're making progress. You're moving forward. And don't just lose weight to lose weight. That sounds counterproductive, but it's not. Go into whatever lifestyle your decision you are going to make with, with the attitude that I'm going to get healthy and whatever that healthy means, probably as a byproduct of that, you will lose weight. I agree with that. And that, that's such a great analogy. And it takes a, you know, the mindset to do that. And I think too much, too many times, especially women, we tend to sabotage, self-sabotage ourselves as to, you know, we've got to do this. And then we didn't get it accomplished. So boo-hoo, pity party. I'm not just, I'm just not going to do it. Lifestyle changes do not just happen. It's a matter of developing those good habits. And I always suggest to people, get some small, like you were saying, get some small basic things that you are in your control that are giving you those little stepping stones of success. And as those occur, you're going to find, okay, I'm going to use an example, fasting. A lot of people that are faster say, oh, I'm not, you know, you'll, you'll have those that really you know, just dive right into it, uh, really uh, adjust their lifestyle to it and have success at it. Then there's others that start it and give up too easily because they're not seeing the results as quick as they want to. We're such a result-driven world that it's sad that we always forget that success, whether it's in life, business, work, self-discipline, it doesn't happen overnight. It's, not, it's actually not supposed to because the longer it takes to get to complete a journey or to achieve a goal, you understand the journey as the process, the more likely you're actually not only getting to achieve that goal, but you're also being successful in changing the mindset and the habit that got you there in the first place, right? So if you were a typical person with trying out fasting and you started out with eight, eight hours of fasting, you know, 16, eight or whatever, and that wasn't working for you, stretch it a little bit longer. Uh, you know, everybody, everyone's particular body nutrition from a nutritional standpoint is different. So what may work for one person that has great success may not work for you. So don't automatically just give up on it. Try it a different way. You know, some people, I was never a breakfast eater and that's why uh, fasting, intermittent fasting just works with my lifestyle. And I don't fast every day. A lot of people say, oh, do you intermittent fast every single day? No, I don't. Uh, you know, there may be a function. Yesterday, we had kind of like an impromptu cookout, and uh, I fasted probably till about noon. Normally, I try to fast till, till about three is my kind of my, my go-to time frame. So that means that I will not eat anything from approximately eight o'clock at night from the previous night till about three o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't start out that way. It took time for me to fast longer, but because I was never a real big breakfast person, and a lot of times I always late look, ate lunch late anyways. It just worked for me. It was my jam. But that's not for everyone. If you were a, typically a breakfast person, you know, go be gentle on yourself. Maybe just try to cut out breakfast. 
and do like an 11, you know, break your fast around 1130, but the, and then slowly, slowly transition, add another half hour. You don't even have to do the whole hour, add another half hour each day until you get to that sweet spot that you start seeing, oh, I, I feel better. You're going to find that a lot of times, especially in the summertime where we're in the summertime months with barbecues, a lot of salty items, potato salad, even salad dressing, you know, depending on if you're not making it yourself, it's got a lot of sodium in it. Let's face it, anything that you're cooking on the grill other than fish, it's got a lot of salt to it, right? Uh, you know, it, it just does. Then you add the barbecue sauce or the seasonings that you're using. So what I'm trying to do, because sodium is, not, is actually just as bad or worse than sugar, especially for me, I really just, I'm so excited. I've got my uh, herb garden going and it's just this little thing that comes up and it's all these little, little pots, but they're all together. So I've been trying to use minimal salt. The only salt that I've been using is Himalaya salt, just a little bit. And then really just adding flavor by fresh herbs and spices. Does the trick, still gives you that great flavor, but um, being mindful of sodium. Sodium's like the worst enemy. And then you add humidity to it. All of a sudden you're blown up like a tick, right? And who wants to be that tight feeling and then you have the bloat going on? Not fun people. So there are ways that we can do, meet our successes, have that mindset, but don't give up. Just don't give up so easily, even though it's summertime. Oh, I've got this cookout going on this vacation. Uh, you know, I got girls night out here. There are ways that you can adapt. Uh, a lot of people like margaritas. It's probably one of the most fun summertime drink. How can you have a margarita and still feel good? Remove the salt, just remove it and go for a skinny girl margarita. You're gonna be going with less calories, still got that great lime flavor to it, but you're being mindful of that's one way that I'm cutting out calories and definitely cutting out the sodium. There's other ways, uh, you know, switch from red wine to white wine. White wine has less calories, make it into more of a spritzer. So what you can do with that is you take a little bit of uh, Pinot Grigio or Chardonnay, whatever great white wine you like, right? Add a little bit of fruit to it. You got the natural sweetener from the fruits. So I'm saying nice fresh fruit and add some club soda, add a tonic, if you will. I'm not a big fan of tonic, but some people are like tonic in it. Or you could just add a seltzer, flavored seltzer to it. So again, you're adding a little bubbly to it. You're still enjoying that wine, but now you made it into a spritzer. So you're being more mindful of the sodium and the calories. There's a dozen ways that you could find ways to manage and navigate through the summer months without putting on those extra pounds. Because guess what? A lot of people worked really hard January through April. Got to get that summertime groove going, right? And now you're in the middle of summer and y'all you're putting on weight pretty quickly, I bet. How many of you out there are doing that? Get out in the pool. We've got that land and water challenge. We've been chatting about it. We finally are going to zero in on when we're going to kick it off. Very, very simple. We're going to show you land exercises that you can actually do in the water. So while you're splashing around and cooling off, great way also to relieve some of that stress in your back and your hip. I recommend floating. Float around 30 minutes a day. You know, a lot of people say, oh, she's just floating. I'm doing my body good. I'm taking the pressure off. It's a great way. But then there's also things that you could do in the water that also can be done on the land. And so you're going to shake it up and get some movement in there. So if you don't want to like, it's too hot to go out and do that power walk. If you're a jogger, it's too hot to do that jog, even if you're going early in the morning. There's other ways to get that workout in, get that mindset in and keep you going through the summer months. Because 
the whole point of the whole New Year's resolution, blah, 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 garbage, to me is a fad because you work so hard at it and then you just, whatever, the summertime comes around. Then what's next? Kids are back to school. Halloween, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. See, it's just a vicious cycle. So you got to be on top of it. What do you think, Jim? Well, you bring up you bring up a really good point about uh, the New Year's resolution thing. Why do people make resolutions? Because they want instantaneous results. So you have to ask yourself two questions: Do I want instantaneous results? Do I want sustainable results? Let's look at the instantaneous results. Guess what? No such thing exists. So why, number one, are you putting your body, your mindset, why are you putting that stress on yourself to obtain instantaneous results? It obviously took you a while maybe to, um, to gain the weight. For me, it comes on very fast. That's why I work out every day. That's me. That's probably not you. You probably don't have to work out every day. I do to keep the weight up. Let's look at sustainable results. What I initially spoke about making those little changes every day leads into bigger changes. Those are sustainable. Those complement you. I'm not saying they're easy. They could be flipping hard. I mean, I've been kickboxing now, what, for three years? (laughs) It's still hard. So nothing is instantaneous. It's sustainable if you work up to it to complement your lifestyle. Don't punish yourself. Be realistic with yourself. Ask yourself those hard questions. The answers are already within you. You know what they are. You just have to be 100% honest with yourself. That's hard to do with people being accountable, but you have to be accountable to yourself. And, you know, what if you find like, hmm, I can't work out every day like they talk about. No one's saying that. You do you. do you. Some people, if it's 20 minutes, I would have to argue the point that you don't have time during the day. Everyone has at least 20 minutes because 20 minutes is kind of like the sweet spot of getting your body and your, your rhythm and your heart rate going up a little bit. Minimum of 20 minutes. So even if you only reach 20 minutes, that's good. Pat yourself on the back. And then guess what? Tomorrow, try another, try, add five minutes to it. Baby steps. We always embrace the baby steps because those are the stepping stones to the bigger goals, the bigger achievements. So don't discount, oh, I only got 20 minutes in. If that's all you could fit in today, then that's fine. The point is just schedule yourself and be mindful of it because that's going to get you into that habit. Because you're going to find once you start doing that every single day, there'll be a day and I, I'll bank my money on it. There'll be a day when you miss that and you're like, oh, why do I feel so sluggish? Why do I feel like, oh, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't get my workout in just 20 minutes. Oh, you're going to find that you're going to miss it. It's kind of also reduced, redu- um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Releases those endorphins and the endorphins is what makes you feel good. We already know that. You can get endorphins from even eating a little bit of dark chocolate. That's another healthy thing. Doesn't mean you're going to eat like this big old chocolate candy bar, but a little bit of day releases a really good endorphins. There are good foods that releases endorphins. And we'll chat about more about that during this week. But we hope we gave you some, some good mindful mindset things to think about for this Mindset Monday. 
Remember, be accountable to yourself. Schedule you. You are important. No one else is going to do, do it for you. With that, this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Bus Live from Vero Beach. I'm about to like, I was going to do pickleball, but I decided, you know what? It's such a non-sticky morning. I'm going to actually go in the pool and do some laps. Going to work on some of that uh, land and fit challenge that we're working on. But you guys have a great day. And I am with two sisters. Hey, this is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. My message for today, make it sustainable. We'll see you tomorrow for Triumph Tuesday at 0800. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.